Hi, my name is Tegan Steinmetz, and I would love to give you a warm welcome back to my podcast, You're Already Everything. I hope the beginning of January has been really refreshing for you, and you've taken some time to declutter and start this year on a fresh slate. Today's podcast is going to be really exciting because I'm going to have my first ever guest on You're Already Everything. This has been a few weeks coming and I'm so excited to have this person on. Today, I'm going to be talking about my diving career and to tie into that, my friend Jack is going to be on telling you guys his story and his views on you know, trying new things and being a multi-passionate being, even at an extremely elite level. Now, before I bring Jack onto a call into this podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit about him and like how we met before he comes on. We met at Junior Nationals um, in Texas early December, And I don't even know, like, how that really happened, but, like, what a blessing that it did because I'm so excited to talk with him today and have him share his story with you. But essentially, I don't even... We were in, like, a group conversation, and then I wasn't even talking with him, but all I heard was I started swimming four months ago. And, like, immediately my jaw dropped. I was like, oh, my gosh. I just became so invested in hearing from Jack about, like, what? Here you are at Junior Nationals, and then later I learned not just at Junior Nationals, but, like, finaling and placing at Junior Nationals, and he started swimming four months ago. So, essentially, today we're going to be talking about... I'm going to talk about my diving experience a little bit, he's going to tell his story, and we're going to kind of just have an open conversation about, you know being a lead in a sport or like really committed to a sport, but also being able to, you know, have other passions in your life that you can pursue and not feeling just obligated to do that one sport and like that's all you are. And then we'll also talk about like the importance of trying new things and new sports and activities and and how that plays such a like an important role in life. And I'm really excited to hear him talk about that because in our brief like texting and Instagram DMing conversations. It just seems like he has so much to share. So I'm really excited for that. And I think what's really going to be helpful is I asked him to share his story. Well, I'll ask him to share a story on, did he feel confined? Because he used to play water polo and he'll, I'll have him introduce himself and everything, but he was getting recruited by some of the top schools to play water polo. And then one day he just had to call them and say, hey, I quit water polo and I'm swimming now. And so I'm going to ask him about, did he feel confined to only being a water polo player? Like, how how hard was that to give up something that he had spent so much time pursuing to pick up swimming, right? Like, that was that a lot of pressure? Did he feel like he was throwing his future away? And I think that's going to be really important for maybe some people to hear is that you don't have to be confined to a single sport or something that you've, like, been good at your entire life. And if you do find something... Okay, and I'm not saying I'm becoming a diver. That's not really where I'm going with this because I love swimming. But if you find something else that you are really passionate about or see yourself doing or really enjoy, I feel like there can be a lot of pressure around, you know, quitting something that you've done your entire life and really committed to. But it can also be such a fresh and healing thing, which I'll get into talking about diving. As of now, I think that is all I want to share. Um, before I get him on the call. 
keep in mind, this is my first ever guest, so I really hope this goes well, but I hope we don't have that many technical difficulties because also, I forgot to mention this earlier, but I don't know if this audio sounds better, but I got a microphone. I actually had a microphone when I started the podcast, but I didn't have like the right plug to my iPad. Regardless, that was a Christmas gift. Thank you to my dad for that. But I really hope this sounds good and it's not too irritating to listen to or like the sound carries over well to this because I won't be really be able to tell until like we're done recording. So I really hope this hope this goes well. So bear with me. Okay, now I have Jack on the phone. So say hi, Jack. <laughs> hi, Stephen. Thank you so much for, for, for calling out and reaching out. I'm really excited for this. Been looking forward to it. Me too. We've been a little bit in contact for the past couple of weeks. Actually, I forgot to ask you, how was New Zealand? New Zealand was amazing. I had a really incredible time. It was full of experiences. My whole family went and it was the whole nine yards. All, all 16 days was amazing. 16 days. So like, was that just like vacation? Like, I wondered if you had like family out there, if that was like vacation or like for fun. That was completely, that was completely vacation. We have a, a few family friends out there, but uh, who actually were swimmers as well. So I got some, some okay pool time while I was out there. But the whole point of it was my, uh, my parents went on honeymoon there about 25 years ago. And uh-huh. they wanted to come back. And so they brought me with them. Oh my gosh. I love that. And you loved it out there? I loved it. It was so pretty. It was gorgeous. What was like the best thing? Like one, you choose like one day that was like the best. I mean, from from bungee jumping to paragliding. Bungee jumping, bro! Oh my gosh. I okay. I think I paraglid. I paraglided Mm -hmm. in Mexico one time, but bungee jumping, I, I could never do that. I I do not have the, the guts for that kind of thing. Yeah, my eleven-year-old brother did it too. Oh my god! That is. That is that is crazy. I'm so glad that you had a good time and that we found a good time to talk. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this is my first my first guest. So with that, um, I'm gonna ask every guest that comes on. This is like the first question to warm up, right? And that yeah. is that is like, what's a dream that you have or like a passion for your life, big or small? Just like something, like I don't know. It can be. I'm opening the floor to you. Whatever. Like a, like it can be like. I mean, you could, you know, talk about, like, a career that you want to do or something, but it could also just be, like, some random thing that, you, like, you want to do with your life, you know, or, like, something you want to do in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've always been a big fan of planning ahead, but also at the same time, I realized that life can take a lot of different directions, and so one of my big things is kind of being open to get up and go anywhere, and so I, I kind of grew up on the water, and so kind of one of my life things is to share my experiences and what I love on the water with you know um my friends and somebody special later on in life and just have the experience um as a kid that I can be able to share I love that because that I have like definitely grown up in the well as in the water as I can be in Colorado right but like that is definitely something that I like I have this like dream journal and in that is like I want to like you know share the love of my water like my love for the water for my whole life so I'm glad what a good thing to say on that first one okay so today Jack and I are going to talk about um I'm going to talk a little bit about diving throughout this as well and Jack's going to share his story about you know his water polo and swimming experiences and all of the above and whatever he wants to share and then of course we'll talk about um I know like you mentioned when we were like texting and stuff about you know, you like trying a lot of new things and all that. So we'll get into that as well later. But first, I'm going to just talk about 
what I know about Jack. And then Jack's going to just share his whole story. But basically, we, like, met at Juniors. And this, I don't even know how we ended up talking. Like, I don't even... Were you... How did you even come over? Were you talking to Chase? Like, I don't even... <laughs> Yeah, I saw you guys taking the photo of the Wolfpack. Oh, yeah, the uh, the NC State cult going on over here. So you okay? That's why I was like, I don't even remember like how because I wasn't, I was talking to Ty, I was talking to someone else. Maybe it was Chase. I don't even remember, but like all I remember is you were obviously talking to Maddie. I think at the time, and I just remember hearing, yeah, I started swimming four months ago, and my jaw just like I could like you can't just hear that at Junior Nationals and just ignore that, right? And I was like, oh my gosh, no way. So then, then we got talking, and I like remember you telling the story. Like, I don't know if you swam like your high school last year or what it was, but you took second in the 200 free. And then you asked the, the one kid that beat you what club team he swam for, and then you just joined that team. Like, I just found that so fascinating. And then the other. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. You, okay, so you swam for your high school. Well, so or, yeah, the way you that worked uh, for us is like. We had a team, and there was about two club swimmers at the time that was swimming on it, and Coach recognized that. And so what she basically told me and my other club swimmers was like, hey, you don't really need to show these practices. Just, like, come to meets, and we'll be happy. Yeah. Right? And so, okay, you know, so, sounds good. You know, I don't want to get up at this. I'm yeah. <laughs> waking up at 445. Um, and, uh, and so junior year at state at uh, 5A Texas State Championships, um, I swam 200 free and 100 back and got second at both events. Oh, my God. And um, I went 139.5 and 200 free and uh, 49.100 back. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, this, that, this is kind of fun. For non-swimmers, that's actually insane. For you to not practice and to go under sub-50 and 100 back, like, I can't even. That's insane. Keep going. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and so I, I really liked kind of the feeling and the environment, especially being at UT. Uh, the energy was really great there, and so once the guy who beat me, his name was Connor McKenna. Uh, he was a big butterfly, big butterfly and two and free guy. He actually swims at Princeton now. And I said, hey, Connor, you know, <laughs> what club for? He goes, LAC. So I said, I want to I wanna join you guys. And so I'm about a few months later, uh, after the vetting process, about June 1st, it was my first practice of the official club team and it was with um all those lac guys at the colony and from like that moment it was just this explosion of of diving into the sport and i was so happy to do it oh i love that and i just you know this will like get into the next thing but the other thing that i remember you mentioning which was kind of like eye-opening to me was well what what i don't know i can't remember which race it was one of the backstrokes where you, you like bombed it because you didn't know how to lock the wedge like, what, what race was that? Yeah, that was a 200 back final. Yeah. Okay. Also, okay, we'll get, we'll get there in a second. But I just also remember you saying, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I have to watch what everyone's doing with their arms. Like, I, and that just was, like, kind of eye-opening to me because I'm like, I've been in the sport, you know, I've been swimming since I was, like, four years old, right? And, like, competitively for, like, over 10 years now. And, like, so, so everything is so natural to me. And for, like, most people there, you know, they've been swimming for a long time and it's natural. And so, like, hearing that, like, you know, being on the other side, being so new to something, having to observe, like, all these things, like, what's normal, what's not normal, what do I do, what do I not do, like, all that was, like, so – I was, like – th- I've been thinking about that a lot since because, I mean, like, since me diving, like, I see the same, I don't know, correlation. So I thought that was pretty crazy as well. Right. It's like drinking from the uh, proverbial fire hose and so- <laughs> It was just a massive thing because I had about, I had, 
three meets before juniors. Yeah, um, go go. Yeah, didn't you make juniors in your first time swimming? I did. Yeah. I um, I can't even like you. I I'm in so like awe like. You don't even know. My jaw's on the ground. To make juniors the first time you ever swim, what, 200 backstroke, right? Uh, it, yeah, it was a 200 backstroke. I, um, I can't even yeah. fathom to, like, explain to anyone that li- is listening. Swimmer, swimmers will understand how insane that is. Non-swimmers, for you to swim an event for the very first time and make a junior national time, like, people work for years upon years to make it a national time, right? And for you to make it on your, like... For all those listening, that's pretty insane. Okay, keep going, Jack. I mean, a big part of that was kind of actually a major thing that ties both in the coming from water polo and the reason yeah. I love swimming team dynamic. And so hopping on that team June 1st, um, I've always been really competitive. Um, actually, as a matter of fact, my, um, my dad swam in college and um, – 1996 Olympic uh, medalist in the 4x200 free relay in uh, land Georgia. Wow. And so he's never pushed swimming on me ever. Okay. He's never pushed on I was going to ask that as well. I was like, what was – okay, yeah, keep going. T- share your story. <laughs> yeah, no worries. And um, and so he never pushed swimming whatsoever. And uh, I did it for about four years from when from I was five to nine. And then I thought to myself, this is, this is awful. This yeah. is <laughs> staring at the bottom floor for the rest of my life. I don't want to doing this. And yeah. So I switched um, to baseball and triathlons and ended up founding a home in the water polo, which I've been doing for the last five years. Yep. I actually just made a decision about two months ago to, uh, to stop doing. And, um, and so I've always been really competitive. And so stepping on the pool deck that first day on June 1st, I'm like, I want to be better than these guys, right? Like, I, I like in the most positive way yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does something I come off as arrogant? No, no, like, not you, arrogant. not at all, Jack. Like, not at all. I wanted, I wanted to go work, and so we had a few summers that were there for the summer who were already in college. Andrew Kuzik, who is a big power fighter guy, um, who swims in Notre Dame right now, and so he used to kick my butt every single time we went to the pool. It was long course too. It was first yep. time we were swimming long. Course. Oh gosh, I can't imagine and... just joining swimming and long course is the first thing you do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that makes that must have made short course feel a lot easier after that, though. It did. It did. It got consistently better. Good. And my um, first meet ever was um, Plano. It was Plano Senior Champs. It was just kind of like a small regional thing. There's about four or five teams there. And gotcha. uh, I'm with a group of fantastic gentlemen I'm very supportive. And uh, I'd finished warm-ups, and then I hop up on the block to go dive in. And uh, I hear just barking, yelling, hey, hey, wonderful player, what, what are you doing? And it's, it's my team. And I'm about to dive into the pace lane. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you're like you're, you're so like new to this. Like you wouldn't know any different, right? No, I I, I didn't know what's going on. I'm like okay, like, <laughs> water like, <wow>. <laughs> And good. so I ended up getting futures cuts at that meet, um, and then um, went to futures. But no, I I went to so at this time in time I was training swimming in the morning and a water pole in the afternoon. Okay. Um, because I was still really big into that, and I was going to Junior Olympics for water polo, and that was kind of our nationals. Yeah. And um, and so we had nationals for about eight days. I had mine, eight mine days. was four days long, and then my brother had his, who was younger, uh, the next four days. Oh, my gosh. I, water uh, polo? 
yeah how does that like do you rest for that like you know like tapering for swimming like how does that work like do you have to like Ooh. how do you prepare for a water polo meet side side tangent i'm just curious well legs are super duper important uh-huh. for water polo but we'll really like pound our leg drills gotcha. and you know weight ball holds and all stuff like that yeah. sprints about three days out from competition and we'll just work on uh plays and shooting and um you know kind of technique stuff before heading out finally to california okay gotcha okay keep going and uh so we did okay at nationals there was um a few bumps and mishaps that made some stuff very frustrating yeah but um what ended up happening is i finished eight days at nationals i uh come home for 16 hours i pack and then wake up the next day to drive down to a&m for futures um <laughs> you're insane <laughs> oh my god um that's where i got my first u.s open cut in the 100 backstroke long course oh my uh, gosh and uh that's when i kind of like really realized like this is a lot of fun and yeah. i love the team atmosphere and i want to keep doing this every single chance that i can possibly get i i'm like smiling so big because like it's so good to hear like you know obviously like i have a passion for swimming as well and like hearing you find that passion is just, like, so heartwarming. I don't know. I'm just, like, so in awe right now. <laughs> anyway, it's a great fit. so sure. you got the U.S. Open cut and the 100 back. And wh- when was features? What was this, like, July? This was, yeah, so it was, yeah, July 31st, something like that. So, like, you didn't, did you taper? Like, you're you're at Nationals for water polo. Like, how are you swimming? Yeah, you're, you're somehow, like, preparing for futures, but also, like, at Nationals for water polo and then, like, coming back to swim and, like, be yeah. at your best. We had about two games a day, two, two between two and three matches of water polo every day, and that was exhausting. I bet. Uh, I, and uh, basically, after we got done with that, I watched my brother for four days, and I actually got in at Stanford Pool to swim uh, a little bit. Get just some to, like, in, yeah. Not completely die. Yeah. Uh, but, but that was, I got one practice in after my nationals before heading down the futures. Oh, my gosh. That is crazy. And so then after that, like, okay, talk through, you know, like, you took eighth. What did you say at nationals for U.S. Open? I mean, I mean, for water polo? For water polo? Oh, uh, yeah. It was, we had, we brought over these two Hungarians. Yeah. Uh, and they their style of play was a lot more um, different than ours. Yeah. ended up having a lot of offensive fouls on them, which okay. kind of messed up a lot of our play. But yeah. we, we okay at future uh, uh, Junior Olympics, but um, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so now, like, walk through, you know, the fall coming and, like, you decide, or, like, whenever you decided to quit water polo and, like, what that looked like. Cool. So, with water polo, um, we had, I was, I mean, my water polo career was, was, it was, it was good. You know, I like, I, I worked hard. I traveled to Romania to train with the Romanian national team. I done a lot of like college showcases and been able to play uh, a lot of different teams and had a lot of people look at me for colleges. And it's definitely my main route coming out of yep. high school was, or the plan for the last five years was to go play water polo at D1 school. Yeah. Um, Cal Berkeley who was uh, who's basically the UT of uh, water polo? They have about fifteen NCAA titles for water polo. Yep. Actually, just got their sixteenth one this past December. So they're like you know number one right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I was talking with them throughout the entire process, recruiting process, and like that's where I was going to go. Which yeah. Was Cal. Yeah. And, um. After that, um, 
you know, I was like, there's no way I'm going swimming, right? Like, you know, it's, it's fun, but you know, there's no way. Yeah. Uh, but the more I like spent time with the swimming team, the, I realized a lot of things about culture and dynamic. Yep. And I realized that the swimmers and the people that I swam with and like endured all the stuff with yep. every day, um, were a group of amazing people. Yeah. And um, I liked their culture a lot more than I did the water polo community. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> they're just so much more positive and uh, encouraging. And I felt like they had more dedication. Uh, and it's not to slant any water yeah. polo groups from no, yeah. with my club team and uh, stuff like that. And, um, and so really kind of one out was team culture and dynamic uh, for swimming. Yeah, and, like, what you just wanted to, you know, spend your days doing and who you wanted to be around, totally. Absolutely. And so the uh, it was about 50-50 after uh, Futures on whether a decision I was going to come to. And then I started talking – or started my recruiting process for swim, which is unbelievably late. Um, <laughs> yeah. For right now, like, for any of those – I committed December of my junior year. And, like, for, like, it's more D1 – top swimmers that's you kind of commit like as early as what no it's probably september october those first commits start rolling in so like i was kind of even on like quote late side of like my tier like i was one of the the last ones well not really but like it, it kind of goes for everyone but this is like for you to be talking to colleges now and like going on visits now as a senior for swimming is like extremely late for like those like higher in d1 schools i'd say yeah, I was definitely the old guy on the trip, so it was pretty funny. And um, and so what was really cool about the swimming recruiting is that they're, like, um, they're very – they're a lot better at communicating than, than water polo colleges were. And uh-huh. so it was just a lot easier a process to talk to. Yeah. And it was, like, it was also really exciting for me. Like, I don't know if you remember, like, the first time colleges reaching out to you. Yeah. Like, it's a really fun feeling. It is exciting. You're like, wow, like, you feel wanted and, like – you know, yes. like, you, yeah, totally. And it's, like, definitely a motivational thing, too. You're like, wow, like, I have a place to go and, you know, I can continue doing what I love. And, like, it, it is really, like, eye-opening. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. And um, and then the more I got into it, the more I kind of realized my opportunity, my ceiling was swimming. Yep. Just because swimming for about four months. Because we took August and half of September off. Yep, same. And I was for about a full week coming back. And so only about four months of swim training and it was like, okay, like if I'm doing this with four months, like what can I be doing with four years? Yeah. Um, I feel like my ceiling was a lot higher for, uh, swimming than it was for water polo. Yep. And so that's kind of like, was another big decision maker on, um, choosing swimming over water polo. Yeah. I mean, you like, how, like, was it really hard though? Like, you had been, you know, doing water polo your whole life. Did it, was it, was it difficult because you felt like, did you can feel, feel confined to only being a water polo and like, this was your path, like go to Cal, continue water polo. Like, was it hard to just be like, I'm not just a water polo player, but I can also find success in this with like taking that risk of like becoming a swimmer. Was that like difficult to make that decision? Yeah, it was a decision. Cause you know, yeah, you, you I had a whole team with me, right? Like I was yeah. team cap and, um, the last thing that they're expecting me to do was to like, like leave them, you know, Quit, and, yeah. and, and it's not like I left them. It just, it felt like that to me. Cause I was like, they're the main proprietor. Yeah. Uh, 
and uh and like how i pass it up right like there wasn't there wasn't much left and then we throw this wrench of, in the plans of, of this whole swimming idea and so the fear and the kind of the draw between swimming and water polo was really just down to happiness right? yeah and it's like what is going to make me more happy and I'm, am i gonna find you know looking back in 10 years and am i ever gonna say what if right and like yeah. that's something i don't happen oh my gosh i love that i i love that so because I was another question I was gonna ask was like how is like your mental physical health related like have do you think your like life has improved is it better choosing swimming are you you know I was gonna ask are you happy with where you're at now and pursuing swimming now more than water polo? Absolutely, you know. Actually, I made a comment to my mom and dad last night. I said, you know what? There's a lot less complaining since I've joined swimming. <laughs> oh, like I love that. That. So definitely, definitely improvement in quality of life. And uh, I mean, I miss my teammates, yeah. you know, but um, I'm really excited and happy with the connections and the in-roots and in-roads I've made with the swimming community. And it's it's very tight-knit, and I really like that aspect of it. This is, it just, this is just so heartwarming to listen to. Um, I guess we can transition. I guess one more thing I would ask before we transition to just, like, generally talking about trying new things and stuff. But if you were to give like advice to someone who um maybe like well I just remember one of my friends who recently quit swimming a few months ago um it was a really hard decision for her because she felt like all of her life was you know leading up to swimming in college and and, you know it felt like quitting was like gonna be a waste of her her you know all that time spent swimming um so if you there was like advice to give to someone who or like anyone who maybe is like tr- considering trying something new or doesn't have a passion anymore in that, like in one sport or finds it to be like more negative than positive, what would you, what would be the, just the advice? And it doesn't have to be related to like picking up a new sport per se, but just like following what makes you happy almost, if you have any advice for anyone. I mean, I just, I just can't help thinking but going back to, you know, I said just now about regret, right? And like, yeah. oh, what if? Yeah. Um, just, I... Yeah, it's funny. In terms of swimming, I always seem to work out problems in my head while I'm swimming. Yeah. And so, um, kind of my last word I say to that is just to, yeah, a find what makes you happy, and two, like don't be afraid of making that, of making the jump. Or maybe, I mean, that's why there's things called like internships, right? And so we'll do an internship for a sport, for, I guess. You yeah. Know, you just try it out, and if you really seem to enjoy it that much better, then you know, don't 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 look back. Yeah. Don't hold back from. Yeah, and I like. Relating to diving for a minute, um, my mom is my high school's dive coach. She has been for a few years, but obviously I never really considered doing diving because I've been, you know, so committed to swimming. But this year I was like, I want to dive. You know, it's my senior year. My mom is the coach and she dove at Arizona. She was on the national team for diving. And I just like, same thing with regret. I was like, I don't want to look back and say, I wish I would have just given it a shot, you know? I know I'm a swimmer and I'm not like, I'm not going to be converting to diving, let's just say anytime soon, but I, I didn't want to look back and at my high school experience and like wish that I had. So I've been diving and it's been like really, it's been a little bit healing almost. I don't know if you relate to kind of to trying a new sport and swimming, but I feel like when you're like really elite at something or like that's consumed your whole life, like swimming does for me, like a lot of the time and for a lot of you know, swimmers out there, you know, obviously swimming more than I'd say a lot of sports. It's just like, it's a constant, I mean, very, what other sports really have like two practices a day on top of 
you know, weight room training. Like there's just a lot with swimming. Right. And so I think, um, trying a new sport, like took so much pressure off of just being a swimmer. Like I'm not confined to just being a swimmer, just like you aren't confined to just being a water polo player. Like you can pursue any sport that you'd like. And it's like healing because I mean, like, I'm like, I'm, I'm okay at diving, right? Like I'm learning and obviously this is new for me, but like, there's no pressure on like, you know, winning or getting better. Like I'm just there to have fun. And so that's been like really healing more than anything else is I don't, there's no expectation that surrounds me with diving like swimming does. And I think that's been really healing for me to, you know, experience, experiment with. Right, absolutely. And, you know, like, another thing I was saying earlier, or I was thinking of it earlier, is, like, when you're kind of a high-profile athlete, I, I think I've seen a lot in what's, um, you know, kind of, like, the mentality of things of always wanting to keep going and always want to, like, have this detailed yeah. perfection list. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, I, my dad used to have a saying, he goes, check, sometimes the things that make you, you know, an amazing swimmer don't make you the best, you know, friend, brother, or whatever, right? Yeah. It's always down to perfection. And if you look at life in general, it's like, it's perfection is something you really can't achieve without, you know, decades of stuff and yep. being hard on. Yeah. That's not, that's not how all, some things might flow. And so, um, with that, I feel like finding new things to specialize your skills at takes the edge off of that necessity of having perfection every single time yes. and it makes um, doing a sport and having what you love a lot more manageable yep. and uh, overall beneficial because you get two and one, one, you get a little bit relieved anxiety and two, you get to, you know, you say, you can say you learned something new. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. I think um, it's been taking the expectation off and, and like, there's like things I'm sure like obviously water polo carries over to swimming and I'm sure a lot of ways, but similar, like, diving I just never not like I don't think there's really that much that carries over but if anything it's like mindset it's trying something new it's you know it's a different culture and it's like similar I'm going to bring back what you said earlier you know like you're observing and learning about the sport which is like such a a key thing that I think I forgot about when like starting diving is I've been doing the same sport for and I've been only swimming since like fifth grade. I quit gymnastics to choose swimming in like fifth grade. But since then, I haven't had like the experience of like trying something new and like observing new things, learning, learning, you know, the, the do's and don'ts of diving. And like, just like you are observing, like how you move your arms, how to lock the wedge. I used to think like diving, I don't know if you ever, if you know anything about diving or watch diving, but like people like, they do like the dive, like outside the water, right? They're like swinging their arms around, like to like imitate how they're like gonna be spinning in the air and stuff and I used to watch that to be honest and I was like why would they do like that's that cannot be really that helpful and then like flash forward here I am like doing the same thing and like I was like talking with my cousin outside today and we're like talking about and like we're like swinging your arms out there on the on the sidewalk and I was like this is just crazy how I like was so judgmental before but it's like so much fun to find the fun and like beginning and trying new things again so I think that was another thing is it's like so fun to be a beginner almost. And I think that kind of flows into the next thing, which I want to talk about, which was like you mentioning that you try like a lot of new things. You're like fly fishing. I can't remember what else you were talking about, but the experience of like being a beginner and like trying new things. Do you want to speak on, speak on that? Yeah, I'll speak on that real quick. Um, yeah. I mean, fly fishing, I, I done like um, flying like model planes and stuff like that. Fly oh my gosh. I like learning new languages too. 
I'm fluent in Spanish now. I'm starting to pick Are you up kidding Italian. me? Barely, just started Italian, and just like the, the yeah, I want it more, right? And it's yeah. always good to have, just because when you start something new, it's like your sponge you just like are able to yes. soak everything up. It makes that things that much more exciting to learn. Yes. Oh my gosh, you're fluent in Spanish. I wish I could say the same. I've had some, some iffy Spanish experiences in my high school career, unfortunately. So I've lost my passion for wanting to learn that, to be honest. But maybe I can bring it back. You're inspiring me to bring it back. Because now you're learning Italian? Yes. Like, like what? why Italian? Just out why of Italian? Yeah. Well, for the few reasons, but um, two of my friends are Italian. Uh, it's somewhat in relation to Spanish. And if I ever go to Italy, it's not a bad place in Italian because it's pretty pretty there. Gotcha. And, like, what are you learning this on? Is this school? Is this, you know, Duolingo? Like, what? <laughs> it's a mix of things. I'm doing Duolingo. I'm using my friend's mom, actually, to help me. Oh, my God. Uh, and um, there's everywhere I can possibly, like, fit in the time for it. I'm doing it. That is, that is, that's crazy. What else, like, can you just, like, walk through a day of what you do? Like, what, you know... Like, not just, like, other than swimming, like, what are just, like, some, like, routinal things? I'm just interested about, you know, you just seem like you lead such a positive lifestyle of, like, productivity, but, like, doing new things, you know, keeping your mind engaged in a lot. So, do you mind just, like, talking about a, a, a day in your life? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> beyond um, swimming and um, trying to balance social life with friends and girlfriends and all that stuff like that. Yeah. I can improve by myself, like, looking, like, if I get bored, I'll, I'll think, just sit in my chair for a little bit until, like, a topic comes to mind, and then I, I'll, like, start doing research on it, or, like, I'll start doing something about it, and then um, I always like to kind of keep myself uh, physically fit while I'm doing it, too, so if I get bored, I'll, I have a pull-up bar in my room, yep. and I'll do some of that stuff, but... Um, in terms of specifically what I'll be doing on a normal day, yeah. um, I like to schedule a lot of things to you. And, and so I, I it sounds like it. You, I mean, you're flying planes, you're fishing, you're swimming, like <laughs> keep yourself yeah, pretty so busy. Definitely, definitely a good little bit to manage. And so everything has its place in the calendar. And so my most free days are Sunday and Saturday. Yeah. And, uh, that's when I'll be doing each little of my research stuff by either like picking a day to learn Italian or picking a day to study one thing or the other. And then it ends up all working out because of the timetables that I'll set. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So you're like, you know, when people are like, oh, I don't have enough time to, in a day to do something. Yes, you do. Basically. Like, yeah, I, typically I'll either wake up at, um, 5.15 AM or, uh, the days they don't have practice will wake up at eight. I'm pretty yeah. lucky like that. Our school yeah. starts at nine. Oh, um, wow. But yeah, so, but I'll go to school and I'll leave directly from school to make the 45 minute drive out to my practice yep. and then I don't get home until about eight. Yep. That sounds like my day, you know, yep. very similar, except I'm not, I'm not speaking Italian or flying a plane, but maybe one day I will. Yeah. The whole plane thing happened during COVID because I always thought it was really cool. And so I started doing like my ground, um, my ground training or the books, the test ground tests and yeah. started all learning about my private palace license and then life kicked up again. Yep. And, um, and I wasn't able to do it anymore, but yeah. Well, I'm sure you're going to pick that up one day again. Uh, sure. It's on my bucket list. Do you have anything else you want to share? Cause I think that's all on my like question list. You know, thinking about it, it's like, 
I got a question for you. Like, how do you, how can you apply the skill of learning new things and wanting to be good at them uh, into practical life experiences, both in college and beyond? Okay. I definitely think, like, I think trying new things almost gives you more motivation to, to continue the things you're good at. Like, just like trying diving has given me a lot of motivation, right, to like, you know, pursue diving a little bit and like try and get better there. But it also like makes the time of swimming that much more enjoyable and like motivating for me. And I think, because I think like there's a point where you almost get burnt out doing the same thing too much, right? Like swimming all the time, that can be very draining. Yeah. And so if you don't do something fun that like engages your mind and your body in a different way that you're not like accustomed to, I think that has been really healthy for me and that can apply to like, you know, going to college and, and like in life, I mean, you gotta, if you like, obviously routines are good. I'm a very routinal person, but you've got to mix it up a little bit in there. Just, just like for the health of your brain, you know, like, so you're not just like dreading every single day of doing the same thing that you've always done. Like adding a little bit, something new that you like, you're a little excited about. It gives a little, you know, pep in your step. Like, Oh, I get to go dive today. Like I have diving practice. Right. Um, beyond that, trying new things, it's like, have you, do you have Disney Plus? Uh, I do. Have you watched Limitless by chance? I have not. Is that the one with, uh, Chris Hemsworth? Yes. I, you should, you would uh, love, uh, you're, you would love the show. I 100% recommend you watch it. It's so good. I, I want to watch it. I didn't know it was on Disney Plus. It oh, is. Snap. Okay. Right. Well, when you get the time, watch it. It's so good. But one thing that they, um, he kind of talks about is like, we don't do enough things that are, like, uncomfortable. Like, we live in such an age, I mean, like, like technology, like, you know, just the way things have evolved. We live in such an age of, like, un- or comfort- comfortability. Is that even a word? And we don't do, like, enough things that make us uncomfortable. So I think trying new things, that's uncomfortable for us, like, naturally now. And it's, like, really important for, like, our life, like, literally our lifestyle and, like, you know, life, what's the word? Expectancy to try new things and like challenge your mind and bodies in like new ways. So I think that's how we really carry over. But if you're listening, I definitely recommend watching Limitless. So good. Awesome. I really like that. Thanks. I'll, uh, I'll take that away from the day for sure. Yeah. Anything else before you go, go swim it off? Oh, you know what? I, I don't think so. I'm ready. I'm really, really excited to get back to it. Well, are you going, what meets are you going to this year? Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I go where they go. You what? I go where they tell me to go. Gotcha. I just I'm gonna be in Texas for sectionals in March, so I just wondered if you like guys go to that meet or what you guys do. That was the only reason. Yeah, I'll be at sectionals. Don't worry. You'll be at sectionals. Mhm. Oh, that's great. And you know, by then, do you have like do you have like a timeline on when you're committing or no? Uh, I'll be committing mid February. Mid February. Okay. Well, by then I guess when I see you in March. I can yeah. all, yeah. Well, no, well, well no. <laughs> Go have a great thank practice. You so much, yeah, thank you thank so you, much. Thank you, thank you so much. This has, like, this was so exciting for me. I, like, I can't even explain. It's, like, really inspirational to hear your story and, like, all your motivation and your positivity. I really love it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tegan. Hey, I'll, uh, I'll catch you in March. Okay, I'll catch you in March. Keep training hard. Awesome. I'll be, I'll be training hard over here. Now that I'm off the call with Jack... Well, I hope you guys are all really motivated by him and inspired to, you know, go be the best you can at whatever you want to be, whatever that, whatever that may be for you. 
But I think my, you know, biggest takeaways to recap is that even at the most elite level, you can be a multi-passionate person doing a lot of different things, trying new things. And it's, in my opinion, very healthy, in Jack's opinion as well. And not only does it carry into that one thing that maybe you're really focused on, but it carries into life as, as a whole. So I encourage all of you to do new things, try new things, do things that make you uncomfortable or maybe scary to think about. I am still very afraid of diving, to be honest, and it's definitely a challenge for me at times, but I know it's like so healthy for me to do and it's been really healing this trying this new sport, right? Ultimately, why not, right? Why not try something new, do things now? Because in a few years, I know at least I didn't want to look back, right? And regret not diving or at least trying it out regardless. And I'm really proud of myself for, you know, trying to stick with this diving. And I'm just going to speak a little bit more on diving before I leave you guys today. For those people that are, you know, really committed to a single sport, I think it is really healing to try something new or spend time doing other things. Just like I also go to Zumba as often as I can, just like moving your body in a new way that you're not, your brain and your body is not used to is actually so healing, I've found. I go to Zumba. I'm not expected to be the best dancer at Zumba. I'm not teaching the class. I go to diving. I'm not expected to be the best diver. Instead, I'm just out there for fun, trying something new. I would say don't limit yourself to being good at one thing. We are human beings. You know, we have so much ability. Like, look at all the things there are to do. Like, our abilities are endless, and why not take advantage of it? It's kind of where I'm at with everything. I encourage you to find what you enjoy, what kind of gives you a fire, what what things make you excited, and find those people that you can connect with in a new way. I know a huge thing for Jack was you know, his team and the swim team felt a lot more at home and a better culture for him. And I think finding those important people are also just as important. Further, you are not confined to just being good at one thing. And that's not all you are. I am not just a swimmer. I am a diver, a dancer. Everything that I've done in my past, right? I'm all the sports and all the experiences that have made me me in this very moment. And even though I don't play flag football anymore, you know, that's still a part of who I am. And I can always return to that at any moment. I am breaking free of just being a swimmer and that, you know, kind of toxic mindset sometimes that that's all you're worth, right? Expanding your horizons a little bit breaks you free of that, like, expectation and the pressure of just success and your worth based on your success and that thing that you excel exceptionally in. I think I want to leave you with the advice of do whatever you want to do. If there's something that you are interested or something that excites you about learning about or participating in, I encourage you to do it. I think it's really, really healthy for your being and for your mind and for your soul to try new things, right? Try to live with no regrets in that sense. Try and break free of those messages in your mind saying, oh, I could never be a diver. I could never do that. I have respect for it, but I could never do it myself. And do it yourself. You're, I think you'll find you learn a lot about yourself, a lot, a lot about your lifestyle 
um, what is healthy for you or not healthy for you. I know my relationship with swimming is, I think, greatly improved from doing more things, you know, doing more things that aren't related to swimming because then I get to swimming and I'm like, this is, this is my passion. This is where I really feel a drive to be better and you know, that's is where I am really the most perfectionistic, right? And like Jack was saying, you can, you'll never reach perf- perfect. And that perfectionism can really only take you so far. And being able to, I think, focus that perfectionism that normally is full into swimming and allowing that perfectionistic part of myself to spread out into diving, to Zumba, to yoga, to other things that I do, I think it is really relieving on my mind to spread that perfectionism out so when I get in the pool it's okay let's be the best swimmer I can be and then I go to the diving well okay it's let me be the best diver I can be but it takes so much pressure off so I want to leave you with that today it's scary to try new things but it's also so important for our being and for our what's homo sapien that's probably so wrong but I'm going to keep it in there our homo sapien selves that like had to adapt and try new things and you know learn how to survive on new things. I think there's a lot of takeaway and genetically ingrained things in us already that trying new things and things that scare us and make us afraid, that's really important. Lastly, I just want to remind you all that you should always be pursuing something that makes you happy and if you're not truly happy doing what you are doing now, always take that reflection for yourself and you only have one chance at life, right? Do the things that you want to do and that you find passion and purpose doing and surround yourself with those same people that have passion and purpose for things in their life. I think that's really important. I think that's all I'm going to leave you with today. I hope you really enjoyed Jack sharing his story and his passions as much as I did. I mean, my jaw was basically on the ground or smiling the whole time just listening to the wisdom that he shares and all the experiences that he has and all the intention that he approaches life with. I really hope this first interview was really entertaining for you and you took a few things away from it and I hope to have a lot more people like Jack with you know unique stories and wisdom to share on this podcast as well. So stay tuned for future people to be on. As always, thank you so much for listening and for taking the time to listen to this podcast and support me. I really appreciate all the support that I've been getting and it means a lot to hear from you guys of what you really enjoy or take away and how you relate to your own life. That means more than I can even put into words to be honest. Like I mention every time, if you have any feedback, advice, things you want me to talk about, feel free to reach out. I am always welcome to listening to your ideas and your takeaways and all of the above. I'm always here to listen. And finally, you're already everything, today especially. You're more than just a sport or something that you maybe naturally excel at or spend a lot of time doing. You're more than that. You're already everything with or without those things in your life. So I want you to remember that as well. I love you all and thank you for listening.